It's one of the most fun weeks of the year. This is our match play preview episode of Golf Digest B-Ray podcast. We catch up with our Shane Ryan, who's on site this week for us at Austin Country Club, providing some great insights and what to expect this week from the match play. First, some exciting stuff from our sponsor, William Hill, and their limited time offer. They've extended now through March 31st. There's some great risk-free promos you need to take advantage of in honor of William Hill now being live in Tennessee as well as Virginia. William Hill is offering a risk-free bet of $2,021 for 2021. So if you know anyone in Tennessee or Virginia, make sure you tell them about a chance they could start their sportsbook account with some serious cash. Use the promo code GOLFDIGESTRF, all one word, GOLFDIGESTRF. This special offer is available to any new user in Tennessee, Virginia, Michigan, Indiana, and Colorado. So make sure you get in the mix. And if you're in New Jersey, Iowa, or West Virginia, you can still take advantage of a risk-free bet of $500 for Illinois, $300. Again, the promo code GOLFDIGESTRF from our friends at William Hill. New users only must be 21 or older and physically present in one of those states to take advantage. The risk-free bet will be credited as a free bet within three business days. Terms and conditions apply. With that, let's get into this week's Match Play episode. Welcome back to Be Right, presented by William Hill. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers, we got one of our favorite guests coming back today, our own Shane Ryan. Shane is at the WGC match play this week. Shane, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining. Yeah, I'm really good at getting asked back a second time. So validating, so huge. nice. So thank you. It's huge. I mean, yeah, getting the, the return invite, you know, I mean, yeah, it's got to be one of the biggest feathers in your, in your cap. Well, I spent the last months just wondering if you all hated me. So to know that you don't is unbelievable. I'm just walking on clouds over here. I mean, we're on your we're on your trivia uh, game. Yes. Shane. And since those questions are so tough, I mean, there has been times where I've, you know, bordered on uh, disdain toward you. But yes, yes, it's so much fun to be a part of that, too. That's yeah, totally that just, fair. just started up, man. I mean, it, I can't believe I never was in it. I guess I, I don't know why I thought it was a bigger undertaking, but like now I literally find myself at like eight 55, like watching the clock waiting for nine o'clock to get the, the answers. I don't, I, I usually let them marinate in my head overnight. I usually don't ship them in right away, but I love to get at least a look at them. And man, yeah. The second night was, was brutal. I'm, I'm still, uh, I know it's a theme night. I got to try to crack the theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's good time. This is also a great time for you. Usually with Duke, but not so much, not so much this year. I have to bring it up just because it's the one time uh, you're not, you know, the favorites in the NCAA tournament. You're not even in yeah, it. Yeah. And it's funny watching it. Um, it's kind of like, I think Duke would do fine in this year's tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, oh, no yeah. Reason, there's no reason we couldn't make the final four in this insane, weird, like, tournament. Yep. Uh, but I did love how Duke, you know, they, uh, they quit the ACC tournament because of some COVID protocols. And then they're like, okay, our season's done. And then Selection Sunday came, and they're like, actually, if you invite us, we'll come. We'll, we'll come to your tournament if, if, if we're asked. And the yeah. tournament committee is like, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, so it's a, such a weird year. I really – I think this is the first time in my life I haven't watched more than three minutes of a game. I tune in for the ends, and other than that, yep. that's it. I, I, I'm the same way. It's so weird. Last year I would have still been really into it before it was canceled. And now it's like I'm a year removed from it and, and wake is an embarrassment. And, and just in general, I always talk about it with these guys, just in general, the turnover in college basketball. I mean, I know it's been happening for a while, but 
you really don't know any of these guys. I mean, I'm sorry, unless you follow your own team. So I'm like so far removed from it. I'm the same way. I I've turned it on a couple times to see the end of games and, and I saw Michigan was in a game last night. So I was like, Oh, let me see. I wanted to see Gonzaga, what the big deal was about. They look really good, but I, I, I can't even name you five players. I mean, it's just why I used to know. I used to know everything. I used to write out the bracket and, yeah. you know, I mean, do it all like, like all you guys did, but uh, it's just a weird year, but Shane, I love your, your tweets every year too. And uh, the mocking uh, of that year, you're rooting for UNC, <laughs> your ACC brethren go, Go, Roy, go. <laughs> and people, yeah, people yeah, fall for it every year. I love it. It's so good. For some reason, it didn't hit as hard this year. I think UNC <laughs> people get more angry when I basically say, oh, you know, when UNC goes out, it's so nice to hear from all my UNC friends rooting right. for me now. <laughs> ACC solidarity. Uh, just getting all these texts and saying, we're Coach K today. Uh, that, yeah, that the best was when, like, some former players tweeted, like, this is or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's always fun. I, I get a yeah. weird, like, perverse kick out of doing the same stupid joke every so single good. year. So and, good. And every time it makes people mad. And I like to think, like, the same people get annoyed every year. That's kind of yeah. my hope for the whole thing. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I mean, there's a lot of dopes out there that just uh, <laughs> don't get it, but uh, it's great stuff. Well, obviously, we have a big bracket in golf to get to this week which is really exciting and um like you said shane i mean it seems it's as always wide open competition with with the golf match play uh but first let's talk a little about the honda classic and i say a little just because woof, this was a rough one guys i mean it was uh not the greatest leaderboard uh to say the least um i don't know how you guys did with your bets i, I was kind of glad i wasn't really involved it was just Man, I mean, even, you know, we were talking last week on the show that Daniel Berger was by far the best guy in the field. He withdraws. Um, you had Westy then getting some love. Of course, he, you know, runs out of gas, misses the cut. Uh, it just was was dreadful. Guys, were, did you have anything in the mix on Sunday? What, what was going on? I had some potential. I had Shane Lowry was, was up there until Saturday. He shot like a 78 or something, so he imploded. Uh, Keegan Bradley was my hot take of the week last week he was a couple back going into sunday he also fell back um so a lot of carnage i wish i was on matt jones it should have seen it coming a little bit because he's been playing well good win player um he was worth the the sprinkle at 75 to one or whatever he was but uh i know christopher was not on him either so i didn't mind missing out um it was a lame tournament so i just watched march madness and Unlike you, a little Myers, I, I've been plugged in. Uh, I know a lot of the players just from watching all these games now. So, um, mm. I mean, not to say that I want a lot of money betting on it, but, you know, it's been an exciting tournament so far. And thankfully, the Honda was lame, so I could kind of focus on that. That's true. I love this quote from Matt Jones because it just shows you, like, even Matt Jones is pretty cocky. He said, I was hitting it pretty good on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I said, if someone beats me this week, they've cheated. So wow. confident going into the week, which is, not, which is not normal for me. So at least he admits that was not normal for him. But I just love, again, it's just, you know, these guys like, I mean, Brandon, Brandon Hagee finishes second. He was the second to last alternate to even get in. Even It just shows you how many good guys there are out there that, you know, they just have one hot week. They're, they set themselves up for years. I mean, Matt Jones now is, is in the masters. He's in a bunch of other things. He makes 1.25 million. I mean, doesn't matter what the leaderboard looked like. He still made the same 
first place check. So uh, he's never made. I was surprised to, to research this. He's never made the tour championship and not even in 2014 wow. when he won uh, Houston, he made it to whatever the third leg was yeah. then BMW, but did w. not. So he's, he's pretty well set up to, to make it there for the first time for sure. But yeah, it was not on him. Uh, it was on Harry Higgs. He kind of had an okay week. Adam Scott, you know, he made like four birdies and four bogeys every round. So that was pretty brutal to follow on shot tracker hopped on Camilo Sunday and he got off to a hot start. That would have been a really cool story, but he kind of faded a little bit. Um, but yeah, same as Steve, just kind of been bleeding out my account on the NCAA tournament. Nothing makes your, um, uh, bankroll bleed out like this NCAA tournament every day. You're tricking yourself into just bet all the underdogs, bet all the big money line underdogs. Yeah, there's and then so you have many a games. Like, so you have a day not. like yesterday where Abilene and um, the night before North Texas just look like Abilene Christian and North Texas, Texas and Purdue. Somebody tweeted this yesterday. Texas, I think it was Pat Ford. Texas and Purdue have some serious explaining to do. Losing to Abilene and North Texas, who then got their Whoa. doors blown off in round yeah. two. I'm not even, I have the one bracket with you. I'm not even going to look <laughs> all. I do remember I picked Gonzaga to win it all. So I went chalk and Steve's yeah, up there. I'm hoping. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm looking pretty good. I got my look, Gonzaga. Okay. Everybody has Gonzaga and I have. Oh, son of a, I was hoping no one took. Oh, one. everyone has Gonzaga. And if I have Creighton beating them in, in my one bracket, if Creighton beats them, I'm going to win this thing it because everyone has Gonzaga. Damn it. So I have no chance. No uh, chance. Everyone has Gonzaga game. or Illinois. Illinois is dead already. Well, that's what I was, ho- I was hoping people would get suckered into these other, these big 10 schools. I mean, yeah. Those. I mean, the big 10, what a joke. I mean, every year it's the most overrated conference. Get yeah. it out. Um, all right, let's move on. Bracket. First of all, Steve, you want to talk, we have a little uh, bracket competition ourselves. You want to uh, let, let people know about that? Yeah, people should go to uh, fantasybracket.pgatour.com. You could get in uh, golf's version of March Madness through the PGA Tour website. Uh, I created a, a, a group for us. Uh, so if you, anyone else could join, if they want to search Golf Digest, uh, the three of us are going to do a little challenge. We're, we're going to talk about our picks coming up, um, but everyone else could get in the mix there. So you know, I think it's great. This is like, you know, it's perfect timing from the PGA tour perspective because, you know, we just had four great days of March madness and now, you know, a couple of days off, but we got, um, you know, we got some brackets to think about still. So um, I'll talk a little about the course. We got Austin country club, you know, not too much about it. Cause I think this is really this week you could gain an edge by uh, doing some DFS strategy that um, our guy, Rick Gaiman wrote about at golfdigest.com, but I'll go over some of the, the things that I thought were really interesting, but quickly on the course, just over 7,100 yards, par 71, Pete Dye design. It's a little different than your typical Pete Dye course. There's a little more fairway width, um, so you could get away with a little more off the tee, uh, but you know, like most Dye courses like TPC Sawgrass, it's a second shot course. Um, and the wind could be a factor because you got the, um, the water, uh, that plays into, um, a factor a lot, especially, you know, it'll change directions some days. So I think, uh, some course experience here is key, you know, and look at a little wind, um, but quickly on the, on the DFS strategy, uh, Rick Gaiman pointed out that the last time this event was here in 2019, 35% of lineups 
were built suboptimally. Um, and that means that those lineups had no chance of winning the big prize. And why that is was because those lineups contain someone that ran into another player before the elite eight. So you want to make sure when you're building your lineups this week, you know, if you want a chance at, you know, really winning big, um, make sure your guys are spread out within the bracket that they don't meet. Um, like I said, before the elite eight, because DraftKings scoring um, has shifted to really be about match play this week. It's all about the number of holes won, then, you know, the matches you win uh, holes have that sort of thing. So, you know, if you're, if you're having players compete against each other, like in the second round, you know, you're, you're just playing against yourself. So make sure you check that out. And the other interesting nugget I thought was uh, last time only five of the top 16 uh, seeds advance out of their group play. And that's, that's kind of a trend uh, historically. So, you know, it, it's not a week to go with chalk. I, I think you want to, um, you know, look at some upsets, you know, check out the key stats strokes gain approach is going to be big. Like, like I said, second shot course um, and putting in and birdie or better percentage, obviously you got to make a bunch of birdies to advance a match play. So I think those are the biggest things, but I know Shane is on site and has some good experience uh, at Austin country club. So I want to have him tell us a little more about the course. So this is a very difficult course to walk um, and probably the hardest one, a lot of elevation changes. And I have this memory from 2018 um, where obviously they, if you win, you play two matches on Saturday and two on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, Afi Barnrat and Bubba Watson met up on the second match on Saturday and Afi Barnrat looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. (laughs) He got absolutely (laughs) obliterated. Don't pick a fat guy. (laughs) Not a good course for a fat guy. Don't pick a fat guy to win two matches on, uh, on Saturday. I love it. That's a great point. Yeah. That's I, handicapping I, right there. I had Shane yeah. Lowry circled. Man, maybe not anymore. Careful, Sorry, Shane. Careful. That I'm second thinking, match, he's going to be huffing and puffing. Yeah. I'm thinking of that down, that big downhill par five where everybody hits the 400 yes. yard drive. Yeah. So I can see the elevation there. That's interesting. Shane, I got to ask you first, too, before we get into these pods. You know, you can go to the PGA Tour website right now and you can fill out a bracket, but it's so hard because you have the 16 pods and it's like when you're filling out the bracket and you're picking the play-in winners before, you know, for the basketball, but this is like, it's a four-way play-in in each pod. It's just so you're, it's so impossible to even do it. And I just wonder what your overall thoughts are on the pod system versus the original system. Admittedly, I didn't think the original, I, I liked it when they switched to the pods, but now I've come back around. I was wrong. I think they should go back to the single elimination. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. I think originally, I think I'm the opposite of you. I think originally when they changed, I was like, come on, just keep it pure. Because now if you're going to run a pool, there's ways to do it, obviously. But really, you only have true knockouts starting on Saturday. And so if you want to do a knockout pool, yeah, you've got to get everybody together Friday night to make sure they repick. If you're really going to kind of have like a fun pool with friends. But um, obviously, you know, the reason they did it is to keep the big guys around. So they're playing at least three matches. Right. I kind of like it now because I think, and I I haven't looked at the stats on this or the numbers, but I think it leads to better weekends. I think you Mm -hmm. tend to get better players. Now, Stephen's saying that, okay, actually very few top seeds make it through, but I think you are getting more uh, than you would. I I remember, you know, Rory lost to Shane Lowry one year, back when, before Shane Lowry was anybody, when it was a, and so all of a sudden on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was, he's gone. Um, so I actually tend to like this format. Um, 
The only bad thing about it is that you have meaningless matches on Friday. But from a viewer perspective, I'm kind of like, who cares? I mean, you just don't watch those matches. Um, The players, maybe it's kind of weird, but they can still make more money by winning a a meaningless match on Friday. So even that has, you know, very tiny stakes. But I think, um, yeah, I think I like the format, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, the only thing I remember, and again, I'd have to check out the stats too because it's been a few years, but I remember doing a post that, like, if you lose the first match anyway, you still, the, you're still like 88% not going to advance. So it was, it was True. almost like you get yeah. knocked out anyway by losing one match. So it, it didn't make that big of a difference. And at least with the other way, you have such drama, like, oh man, Rory, yeah, Rory's going to be gone. Tiger's going to be gone on day one. And, and while that sucks, at least it's kind of like, you know, the one seed getting knocked out in the tournament. Um, anyway, is, I go back to point. Yeah, me too. It's a little bit actually like what Chris was saying about the NCAA tournament, where it is it makes for some really exciting Wednesdays and Thursdays, but you can get some real duds. That's true. Uh, now the la- the funny thing is the last time they had the single elimination, it was a crazy awesome final day with Dubuisson and Jason. <laughs> yes. Day. So sometimes I was there that year. Yeah. Format, you can get some cool stuff. But yeah, that that's the risk. Is like I don't want to go to a tournament where I'm just going to be bored out of my mind starting on Saturday. You know. Right. Right. All right. Let's get into some of these groups. Then odds are courtesy of William Hill, our sponsor. Uh, you've got group one. You've got the big dog, the number one overall seed, obviously Dustin Johnson. He's a huge favorite there. Minus minus one twenty. You won't see any, well, you actually see a couple other minus one twenties, but that's about as big as you can get in this uh, as a favorite to win a four person pod, Dustin Johnson, Kevin, Na, uh, Robert McIntyre, who, I don't know. Shane might not pick him now that we've heard some of his handicapping uh, advice uh, and Adam Long there. Um, let's do a couple of these two. And then group two, Justin Thomas, Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Kisner, Matt Kuchar. That, wow, that's a pretty sexy group. And then group three, John Rahm. Yeah, we'll get the big, the big kind of four or three out of here. John Rahm, Ryan Palmer, Shane Lowry, Sebastian Munoz. And then group four, uh, Kyle Morikawa, Max Homa, Billy Horschel and JT Poston. That's a sneaky good one too. So uh, we're looking at those top four groups, not including Bryson yet, but we're in those of uh, the, the four highest ranked players here. What is jumping out at you, Steve, if anything? Well, the last group you mentioned, group four, I think is super interesting because you got kind of a, a rematch possibility with Billy Horschel and Morikawa from uh, concession. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Horschel would have a little redemption on his mind. He's plus 300 to win that group. I think that's interesting, but Max Homa right there at plus 275 has played so well. Um, he's really high up there. I think top five and birdie or better percentage. So in terms of um, actually my bet in that bracket and who I'm picking to advance in that bracket would be Max Homa plus 275. Okay. Um, group two, I like you said, that's like a group of death. Uh, yeah. JT got a pretty tough pairing with Oosthuizen, who has a great record here, lost and lost to Jason Day in 2016 in the final. Kisner obviously won it the last time and the runner-up before that. And Kucher has a fantastic record. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's still going to be tough to beat JT. He's plus 125 to advance out of there. Oosthuizen's interesting to me, but I'd still go JT there. And uh, then I'd probably side with the, the favorites in the other groups too. CP? I actually love Kevin Nye in group one. Oh. Um, I'm going to probably use him in all DFS lineups too. I think he's only 7,100. 
uh, probably a sleeper to win. You know, I don't want to call it a fake back injury because he does have back it, uh, issues, but that was definitely not a, a true back injury after he threw up an 80 at the players. I think he just uh, bailed after that. I mean, he just won the Sony, he finished 11th at concession. Um, I've mentioned this a few times, but I'd love to see one of the Kevins, him or Kisner on the Ryder Cup team. I think both of them would be really solid additions, but they got to play their way on. And the best way to do that is to, you know, kind of show out in the match play event and uh, to beat Dustin Johnson, which he would have to do in this group. I think now can do that at this course. And he's had really good success in this format. He went to a playoff with Rory in group play in 2016. He ended up losing in sudden death with Rory. Then he won his group in 2017, and that group had Justin Thomas and Matt Fitzpatrick in it. Uh, 2019 won his group over Spieth, Billy Ho, and Bubba, and then made it to the Elite Eight before running into uh, Francesco, who was obviously like the best player in the world at that point in the yeah. year. So uh, loves this format. Um, Got to be thinking about the Ryder Cup down the line. Got to show out in this event. Beating DJ and winning that group, I think, would be a, a good first step towards that. So I actually love Kevin Na in that group. I do love Thomas at, at plus money. I think he's kind of, you know, rounding into form here. I think Rom's going to win. So I would probably pick in that group. And then group four, I don't really have a, a feel on that one. Morikawa, obviously the favorite. You're going to have to make the five footers this week. And that, that would kind of scare me off of Morikawa. But I don't really have a feel otherwise for that group. Well, I, I, before Shane, I've kind of jumped the gun there with big Bob McIntyre uh, because you probably, you wouldn't pick him on the weekend, but maybe you would pick him getting through this stage where they're doing the, the and this is no, no shot against Bob McIntyre. Obviously he's a young guy. I would hope he could play 36 <laughs> holes in a day or, or it's not even 36 holes in a day. If it's match play, you never know. But uh, yeah. What about your thoughts, Shane, on, on those first four groups? Yeah. I mean, groups one, three, and four seem very chalky to me. I would definitely go with the top seeds. I would, I think, disagree a little bit with you guys on Justin Thomas. Uh, I just think there's no value picking him there because the group is so ridiculously good. I mean, yeah, it, like group of death doesn't really begin to describe it. You've got four <laughs> extremely yeah. great match play golfers there. Um, you know, one thing Chris brought up that I always look at here as a huge Ryder Cup fan is sometimes I think uh, American management fails to recognize that match play is a distinct discipline from stroke mm -hmm. play. And I would say, looking at that, if a guy like Kevin Kisner, who is always good in match play, comes to that group, I wouldn't even care if he lost in his first match in the round of 16. If he can come to that group, I think, I hope they notice him. I hope they look right. and say, okay, right. here's someone who's really good at match play. That, you know, And if he has just a decent rest of the year, this is like somebody who, in this specific format, which is different, yep. could really be a help to us in the Ryder Cup. But... Yeah, uh, you know, McIntyre, DJ, I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, I'll have a post going up later today about the 10 most unmissable matches. And right. uh, for me, Justin Thomas, Kevin Kisner is, is number one. I can't wait for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, looking down, I think Morikawa should come to that group. Rom, I mean, you know, match play is so variable that you, you say that and you never really know what's going to happen. But Rom, Morikawa, and DJ seem like no-brainers to me. Yeah, this is the week of my favorite line uttered by announcers: the vagaries of vagaries. match play. They will say that <laughs> we will be we will be screaming vagaries on the Slack channel. It's, I mean, there are there are a ton of vagaries. I agree with you, Shane. Actually, no, on the Justin Thomas because I think usually, you know, almost everybody has about an equal chance um, in in each match. But if you look at those four. I would say Justin Thomas probably has, instead of like a 25% chance of winning that group, he probably has like 
a 30% chance of winning that group. And the other guys are split even. So I agree. I, I just don't think even with the plus odds, I wouldn't bet on any of these favorites probably. This is, this is one of those weeks where if we had, if any of us had any guts, you'd bet, all, bet the, the biggest dog in, yes, in every the, group. Exactly. Bet Same the, unit, whatever it is, yeah. bet 10 bucks, but bet I have no guts, so I won't do it. Agree. Bet the biggest dog in every group. You're going to get a, a JT Post and getting through or Sebastian Munoz, something like that. Um, all right, let's move to the next four groups. Group five, Bryson DeChambeau, plus 100. Tommy Fleetwood, 260. Uh, Siwoo Kim, 350. Antoine Rosener, who just got in, plus 650. Uh, then Zand group six, Xander Shoffley is the big favorite there, uh, followed by Jason Day, Scotty Scheffler, Andy Sullivan. That's a, that's a pretty stiff group. Uh, group seven, Patty Reed. Joaquin Neiman, uh, CP's boy, Christian Bezudenhout, uh, and Bubba Watson, who's had an incredible run in, in this event in recent years. And then Group 8, Tyrrell Hatton, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Matt Wallace, a.k.a. the Euro Bracket. That is an interesting one there. I want, I want to ask Shane, is it yeah. possible that nobody wins that group? They just all have <laughs> so much fun and they laugh it up and they kind of just I have like, a ball together. Call me crazy. I like Bryson DeChambeau in that group. Wait, no, no, in the in the Euro group though. No, no, that, that was I meant the Euro group. Oh. <laughs> like Bryson's gonna find a way to win it. Oh, he'll find it. You're right. He's in these Just guys eliminate them. so much. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. Let but yeah, that was, the, that was the joke within the joke. Well, that was a joke within the joke. It was too it was over my head. I mean it's <laughs> early still. We're recording like, this in the morning. So Shane's brain's working. And we're not usually this early, so that's true. We're 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 still uh, sleepwalking here. That that seriously though, that is a weird group there. Uh and you gotta say it's a nice break for all these guys because uh, they're kind of lumped together and I could see any of those guys winning that. That seemed see, that would definitely be one where I would might as well just, just bet on uh Wallace at the plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. CP, any of these other ones jumping out? Um, did we get to, no, we didn't yet. I guess, man, I, again, this kind of goes to our whole point of anybody can win these. Um, I guess I would go with Bryson though. I do like Fleetwood coming off a miscut. He's got to kind of, bounce back and he played well at Bay Hill, obviously. Uh, I was thinking about day in that group six, but he is putting so badly, which is shocking for him. Yeah. That was kind of the staple of his game that and his iron play for a long time. And I think if he was putting well right now, he'd be, he'd be in contention every week, but he's, he's just not uh, read obviously the match play factor there, but you know, that's, that's a group of Zayden Hood could absolutely come out of, and then I do, I do have Hatton going pretty far. So I think that, you know, Westwood's kind of running on empty. He's going to just probably bow out in these, in, in the group stage, rest up for Augusta. Mm -hmm. uh, Wallace is interesting, but I think Hatton, if, if Hatton halves his match with Sergio beats Westwood and Wallace, I think he, I think he gets through there. Yeah, I kind of like Sergio in that group. Um, gonna, Ser yeah. Sergio's got the the Austin connection, obviously with his wife Angela. Um, but he he's been playing well. It's obviously the question of the putter. Uh, so if he's putting with his eyes closed, we'll see if that works out. But you know, he also has a good history in match play. Um, yeah, Westwood is is going to sleepwalk. Uh, probably hope to get a an early flight home, rest up a bit for the Masters. I think Bazayden, who out of this these four groups, is probably my best bet plus three fifty. Um, that's a loaded group though, so you know take that with a grain of salt. But Bez is just so consistent. 
Um, he's, you know, if someone's out of play on a hole, he, he's going to be in it plus 350, I think is decent. Um, and Scheffler too. I like Scotty Scheffler, Texas boy, plus 275 day with the question marks with his putter. Shoffley seems to be a, a bit off, missed the cut at the players. Yep. Um, so I, I think Scheffler and Zane Hoot would be my favorites there. How about you, Shane? Yeah, you know, to get a little bit deeper into the match play weeds, I think sometimes we look at guys like Westwood and Fleetwood and think, oh, they're really good in the Ryder Cup. But actually, you have to look at how good they are in singles right. match, mm-hmm. that match play. Like Lee Westwood, for instance, in the Ryder Cup, for his career is three and seven in singles. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of these guys' records, um, quick shout out to Adam Sarson, who has sort of the, the whole, everybody's match play record. Like right. Fleetwood's not that good in singles. Uh, Lee Westwood is not that good in singles. Sergio is. Um, so yeah, you look, I mean, I would never bet against Patrick Reed, um, in this format. And it's actually, I, it feels like the kind of year where Reed hasn't had quite as much success at the WGC as you might imagine. So I'm always kind of, and he's going to, so I'm always kind of looking for him to break through. So I would pick him, but then again, like DeShambo, not that good at match play <laughs> at singles. So uh, these are some groups where going back to what you said, Chris, like you having the boldness to pick some of the underdogs might be the smart thing. Like. I love Scheffler in that group. Like maybe even if you want to like Andy Sullivan, why not? Why couldn't he win that group? Um, and yeah, in the all Euro group, the all group, I just think Hatton's so tough. He's my guy. And I'm going to be so interested you know, again with an eye on the Ryder cup to see who plays well, especially in group eight. I'll never forget. Well, a lot of things from the 2016 Ryder cup, which Shane and I were both at, um, but Lee Westwood played Ryan Moore in Sunday singles and Ryan Moore was the, you know, the last, the late ad that year, they did the last minute edition and he ended up getting the, the winning, the clinching point. Lee Westwood missed about a three footer on 18 after hitting just one of the greatest approach shots of approach shots I've ever seen. And he missed three or four, just brutal. Like they were almost so close that you would think Moore might give it to him, but he he just was bricking these putts. It was just heartbreaking to watch because his ball striking was so good and uh, it was brutal. So I'll never forget that. That was, that was kind of uh, the, the clincher there, I think with Ryan Moore. So yeah, not he he's been, there was another year too. I think the, the, that famous match where Tiger and Stricker lost, I think it was Westwood and Colsarts. Colsarts made like eight birdies in an Eagle and Westwood was playing like a dog. It's <laughs> credit for a win. I mean, that's to, to Shane's point. Like, you kind of really have to dig deeper into their overall record to see how many times they've been carried or how many times they played great and, you know, they got unlucky. So I'm with you on that. All right, move along. Group nine. Paul Casey is the favorite, followed closely by Webb Simpson, Taylor Gooch, Mackenzie Hughes. Group 10, Patrick Cantley, plus 125, followed by Hideki Matsuyama. Brian Harmon, who we just saw play great, uh, and Carlos Ortiz. Group 11, wow, takes all the way to group 11 to get to Rory McIlroy, plus one, two, five. Cameron Smith, who's had a great run lately. Ian Poulter, Lonto Griffin, and then group 12, Tony Finau, plus 150. Will Zalatoris, Jason Kokrak, and Dylan Fratelli. Uh, Shane, you're the biggest Rory fan here, probably. Let's uh, let's start with you and these four groups and, and maybe a thought on Rory. I don't believe in anything anymore. 
<laughs> when it comes to Rory, I believe in nothing. I think I think he's going to go zero and three. I don't think he's going to see the twelfth hole the whole week. Wow. No, no. I, of course, Sorry. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. But uh, yeah, you know, Rory is Rory's a really tough match play golfer. Um, obviously, I think he should be the favorite there. Very first match out of the gates Wednesday is is Rory Poulter, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait to follow. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean. I thought Cam Smith looked pretty good in match play uh, at the President's Cup. He's, you know, he's a fun guy to follow and root for. He's also one of those foreign guys that you think is 22, but is actually like 29. Yeah. Uh, I just want to bring up that phenomenon. That's so strange. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Fino, Fino is one of the few guys who really came away from the Paris Ryder Cup uh, where you thought, wow, he, you know, he didn't really, he was pretty good. Um, so I like him in that group. Uh, Will Zalatoris, I like personally. I think he's got a cool personality. So if you're into just like gambling based on your own personal biases, uh, Zalatoris for me. <laughs> but yeah, looking at those other groups, it's really tough. Um, like Group Nine, for instance, you just kind of throw your hands up. Yeah, I guess Paul Casey, but you know Webb Simpson's a great putter. Maybe right. you go with him. And then Brian Harmon is somebody who is a really underrated, tough match play golfer. And there's not a big sample size there. But mm -hmm. he was really good in 2018. He ended up losing to Bubba in the round of 16. Um, but he beat Rory in the group stages. He's somebody who's tough. And I think in that group is a really strong value because he's been playing pretty decently lately. So that would be my one guy at highlight of those groups and say uh, perhaps some money to be made there. Well, could, he not, could not agree more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? But yeah, I'm, I'm totally with Shane there. I think he's... The value play, I, I bet him to win. He's my sleeper, I think 90 to one uh, to win the group, obviously, plus 400. He'll be in all my DraftKings lineups. Damn good bulldog. Um, seems to stay hot when he gets hot, and he's very hot right now. You know, when he usually capitalizes with a win when, when he gets cooking. Um, and Rappaport and I were joking, but a very well-respected writer at the Players' Championship called Brian Harmon a big game hunter, and that's going to stick for the rest of time. <laughs> Brian Harmon, big game hunter. So no bigger game to hunt than in match play. That's right. And he won the U.S. Junior back in the day. Yep. It's been about 20 years, but, uh, you know, so he has made it through a match play. It's so scrappy. This is such the perfect format for him. Just scrap his way around and, but, and yeah. uh, get through. By the way, I love it. Shane brought up uh, Zalatoris because – Shane was the one who got yes. him to the Owen Wilson. Uh, and, and it was like he was ready for it, the Owen Wilson uh, impression, which was so good. And at first I was like, well, maybe Shane's not a Zalatoris guy because he's a wake guy. But Shane, you're such an ACC solid, you know, you're in solidarity with us ACC schools, in particular the North Carolina ones. So it makes I, sense that you love him. I have to tell you something embarrassing, though. When he said, wow, it didn't click for me right away that he was doing <laughs> Owen Wilson wow. <laughs> And so for a second, I was like, is he mad at me for saying that? Then I was oh, like, like, he was like, wow, like, why are you asking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, even when he's mad at me, he sounds just like Owen Wilson. And then, <laughs> he, he got you with the joke was in the joke. He, yeah, he did. He, and I, luckily, I just didn't say anything. I just kind of froze. So I, I didn't like expose that I didn't know. But now I'm exposed. Wow. That was natural. Jimmy Fallon should take notes. That was a natural quote from Natural joke from Will Zalatoris. So yes. good. It was yes. perfect. Well, sharp guy. He's a, he's a demon deacon, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, we didn't get your thoughts on this, this selection of groups. Yeah, I'll make it quick because I agree. I'm Brian Harmon. And I, I think Vegas is kind of telling you something because he's he has the third best odds in that group. And he's the 
you know, the longest, uh, mm. he's the highest seed there. So right, Vegas right. likes him too, plus 400. I'm betting it. Group 12, um, I think Jason Kokrak is interesting, plus 275. He's going to be my bet there. His putter has improved significantly. We saw that at the CJ Cup. Uh, he's played really consistent, three top tens in his last three starts too. So um, that would be my best bet there. And, and Cam Smith, I like with some value at plus 250. So Yeah, I love love Cam Smith too uh, this week, betting him outright to win the group. Fourth, 11th, 17th, last three starts. Shane said Rory's kind of – I think we should clip Shane saying Rory's not going to get past the 12th and put it on Instagram yeah. this <laughs> week. And Poulter, I mean – Matt, great match play, but that doesn't mean he's going to figure it out with his irons. He's lost lost strokes on approach in seven straight starts. I think he's just kind of like Rory, just kind of broken right now. So I think it's going to be Cam versus Lanto, and and I, I love Lanto, but I would lean uh, Cam Smith in this group. All right, final four groups here. Group thirteen: Victor Hovland plus one twenty-five. You're seeing most of these guys, the favorites in the group, are in that plus one twenty, plus one twenty-five range. Uh, followed by Abraham Answer. Of course, we remember him in match play against Tiger at the President's Cup. Uh, Bern Wiesberger, plus 400, and Kevin Streelman, plus 400. Group 14, Daniel Berger, who I guess is feeling better, plus 125. Harris Inglis, another big dog. Wow, two dogs here. Plus 275, Brendan Todd, plus 350. Eric Van Royen, plus 400. Group 15, which I honestly feel like they rigged this for Jordan Spieth, the tour. <laughs> Jordan Spieth is the favorite. He's barely a top 50 player, but he is red hot. Plus 175. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's who's up to, he's the number one seed guy. He's he, I think he's 16th in the world or 15th in the world. He's plus 225. And then Corey Connors, who, yes, has been playing great of late, uh, plus 300. But we don't really have a great match play record for him. And then Matthew Wolf, who, I mean nobody knows what's going on there plus 400 so that is quite a group there jordan spieth got a nice break to say the least and then group 16 sung jayan plus 175 russell henley plus 250 victor perez plus 300 and mark leishman plus 333 guys um steve we'll start with you those four groups anything jumping out other than the jordan spieth rigged group yeah, well, interestingly, uh, Jeff Feinberg made this point. This is the first year that the in a while the tour hasn't done one of those selection shows. Obviously, you know, probably for COVID reasons, but right. maybe you know they they did try to rig it a Ooh, little bit. Conspiracy but, theory, I like well, it. Maybe, yes. maybe because if Spieth does advance, he would be likely to play JT in the group ah, of sixteen, and yeah. I mean that would be electric TV. I think we yes. could all root for that but i think my best bet in group 15 would be uh for speed not to win and matthew fitzpatrick to come out of that group spoil that potential speed jt matchup uh fitz is just electric with the putter i would hate to fa face him in match play right now he just seems to bury you know every 10 15 footer uh with the flag in you know that has to be, <laughs> that has to be infuriating um <laughs> So I like that at plus 225. This is an interesting uh, collection of groups. I think Russell Henley at plus 250 would be my best bet there. Sung J.M. has been great with the putter, but the approach has been, you know, putrid. Um, so he's trying to figure out his irons. This is, you know, not the course for that. So Henley, you know, we saw him play great at, at the Honda last week. I think that's a good bet. You know, another Georgia Bulldog 
I mean, these guys just are, are great at match play, it seems like, CP. I mean, mm-hmm. another another damn good dog. Yeah. I didn't realize speed that Speed JT was potential. Yeah. Uh, so that means it's going to be Corey Connors, Matt Kuchar. That'll be really upsetting <laughs> for the tour. But, yeah, I, I'm with Steve. Um, Fitz is my best bet of the week, betting him to win. He's going to be in all my DraftKings lineups. Okay. Win the group, obviously. I think maybe the best putter in the field. That's obviously pretty critical in match play, like Steve said. Um, not the best match play record. He's eight and eleven, but you know, I think he has a good run in this event. That all of a sudden he'll be like fourteen and eleven, so he could turn that around. Um, it's kind of. I think it's kind of comical that he's forty to one. That's the same price he was at at the players. He ended up going T9 and Spieth is shorter and Spieth kind of barely made the weekend faded Saturday, Sunday and Spieth's 25 to one. He's the favorite to win the group. A lot of people seem to think Spieth, this format's going to be good for Spieth and that he can slap it around and kind of piece together, you know, and win, win a few matches. I don't, I'm not kind of seeing it this five times we've done this group um, format and he's advanced to out of the group stage once. So I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing the speed. I, I do think we get a big week of, uh, from Spieth at Augusta, a special week. But I'm not buying the. Uh, he's gonna kind of piece it together this week. I think Fitzpatrick kind of easily wins that group. Shane, what do you think? Just absolutely no respect for our friends from the north. Corey Connors. Every every week. <laughs> he's, every week he's in the top ten. He's True. Playing well. You know, <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's playing great too. Uh, I, I question his toughness in the match play format. Um, so I, yeah, I like Corey Connors in that group. I think he's a really good value. Um, and Matthew Wolf should be, I think plus 1400. I don't know how he's, how he's, plus 400 uh, yeah. Looking at the other groups, like group 16, just really just kind of a, a boring group. I have no, I have no opinion on, but I do two things. I really look forward to, um, Daniel Berger, I think should win his group. And he's a guy where you would expect him to be good at match play, but in fact, hasn't been that good. So I think this is a big chance for him. And, I, you know, again, one of those guys where I think he's like eighth on the Ryder Cup list or ninth or 10th, where Stricker, I'm sure, is looking and saying, you know, I hope I hope Berger uh, really plays well. And then Victor Hovland, I'm super excited to see. Um, he's somebody we really have no match play data on, but mm-hmm. could be one of those guys who plays for Europe for the next 20 years. Um, and so I think, you know, that group is really fun. I like him to win it. And I'm also curious to see if Ty... Woods has permanently broken Abraham answer for match play, uh, <laughs> after after basically like humiliating him uh, in Melbourne. So yeah, I like I guess Hoblin, Berger, Connors, and I don't know uh, Henley in a going with the Georgia theme in Group 16. Very good. Yeah, um, it's it should be a fun week, guys. What about just I would say you know this is where we give our spicy nug our spicy nugget of the week. And I'd say like just picking a winner of this tournament in general is a spicy nug. So, but I don't know if you guys had something special planned or what, but uh, Steve, I'll start with you because again, I mean, it's just, this is the ultimate crapshoot. Yeah, definite crapshoot. Um, I'm, I think my spicy nug is Harmon advancing out of that loaded group with Cantley, Matsuyama and Ortiz. Um, okay. But in terms of a winner, you know, it's a crapshoot, but my final four in my bracket are, you know, some of the chalkiest players in the world, uh, DJ, Bryson, JT, and Rom. Um, you know, DJ has a, has a pretty clean uh, path to the final four, I think. So I'm penciling him in. Bryson, it's just going to be tough to beat him in, 
in match play, I think, you know, how far he's hitting it past people. Um, and, and the putter, you know, is such a huge strength for him. I think my winner, I've picked John Rahm to beat Bryson. We, we've seen Rahm play well at Austin Country Club in the past, lost to DJ here in the final. I think out of all the, the top players in the world, like everyone's kind of had their moment um, so far in the last, you know, couple months, except Rahm. And, you know, I think he's trending in a decent direction. I've picked him a bunch. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose the opportunity to cash a bet on him. I, I think Rom's the winner. It's not too spicy, but, um, you know, that, that's, that's who I'm going with. I, I like his match play pedigree, um, you know, the Euro Ryder cup, uh, factor. So Rom's my winner. How about you? Is, well, I was going to say that's the least spicy final four. I can imagine. <laughs> but again, just, just even throwing a final four out there is spicy because there's no way that four yeah. big names like that make no. it no. no awesome if it happens. It'd be amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. No, yeah Steve, Steve picks Rom every week. I don't. Yeah. And I actually, I don't have a bet on him, but this bracket we're doing, I do have Rom over Hovland. So that's kind of out of character for me. But yeah, I agree on, on Rom. I, I like that. Steve and I are kind of in lockstep this week, which is pretty scary. But uh, I do like his point about everyone's kind of had their moment this year and Rom has not. So maybe it'll be the Masters, but uh, I do like him this week. But my spicy nug will go. I I do think Fitzpatrick and Hatton make the final four and then they show their true Englishman colors by losing in the final four. And then they have a little third place match together. Dagger. Proper two ball. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Proper bronze medal match for the <laughs> Englishman. All right, Shane, you're up. Yeah, I you guys kind of uh got into this a little. I joked about Rory not seeing the 12th hole, but I'm actually gonna say my spicy take is that Lee Westwood will go 0-3 and, and not see the oh let's be bold. He won't see the 15th hole. <laughs> This week. Uh, I, I think he's just kind of ready to go down, just like yeah. you guys said. And, you know, my winner is not spicy at all, but I think it's the definition of do considering his skill set and the fact that he hasn't broken through at this tournament. So I'll go. Um, yeah, I think he's got an easy group. I think Patrick Reed has a really good chance to win. Okay. All right. And speaking of spice, and you've been there now a couple of times, do you have a good uh, Indian restaurant chain? <laughs> I had tacos. Uh, this is funny. I, yesterday I was like Googling a taco place. I'm like, I want some authentic Austin tacos. And so yeah. I found this place called Torchies and the tacos were great. And I was really riding high as like, I'd really gotten into the local culture. Then I Googled it when I got back to the hotel and it's like, it's a chain that's in every city. I feel like I've, heard of it. I've never even been there. I was like, I think I've heard of one. Yeah. I don't even think it started in Austin, but I was like, I was like sitting there like, ah, oh, yes, here I am a man of the world experiencing the local Austin cuisine. Uh, so I've had tacos uh, and I definitely plan to have more tacos because they're really good here. And my other mission while I'm here is to get the, um, the Coke that is real cane sugar. Yes, uh, which you can get like if you go to like an authentic Mexican place, you can get yes. that kind of real. Coke. Well, I from Costco, I get the cases of the Mexican Coke <laughs> bottles. I oh have my it. god, you can get it at Costco <laughs> now! <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I, I have it. I, have I have thought it. I was gonna have an authentic. Yeah. Austin no, experience. you're ruining all Shane's authentic. I treat cuisine. myself every weekend, every Saturday, Sunday. I have a nice Coke, crack open the bottle. It's the Mexican Coke with the real cane sugar. It's good. Shane, you, maybe you should try a Chipotle. Have you heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> what if I leave my hotel? And I'm actually in New, what if I Get- leave my hotel and I'm actually in New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Uh, Shane's got to get to the course. We've got a big week ahead. 
everybody enjoy join the bracket that Steve threw out there before. Um, if you want to get in on the fun, thank you to everybody for listening. Please subscribe to us. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment, whatever a rating, we'll take it. Thank you to, for listening. Thanks to our producer, Liam. Thanks again, uh, Liam Byrne. Thanks to Shane Ryan for joining us again. And guys, uh, we'll be back next week. Later. Thank you.